Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. Thank you for joining. Probably not the happiest Monday for, for other Eagles fans, um, but still a, a good start to a week nonetheless. So if you enjoyed the game and you're, you're a Chiefs fan, congratulations uh, on another Super Bowl victory. Can't be too mad about Andy Reid winning another one since uh, I always respected him from his time in Philly. But that's all I'll say about the game. We're moving on, <laughs> moving past that. So um, as you can see, new guest this week, I have Katie joining me on this show. Katie, how are you this week? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Moving forward, moving on. So um, the the format of the show, if you've watched before, we always start by talking about what's going on for us this week, what's motivating us, what goals we're setting, wins from the week before. So uh, for me, the the motivators this week, um, the, the first thing is Valentine's Day is tomorrow. My wife and I don't usually make uh, a huge deal of it, especially now that we have our toddler running around. It's it's a little tougher to go to the nicer restaurants because she's not quite at that stage yet where she's like totally fine with sitting still in, in a restaurant for over like 45 minutes. So we usually at this point do the the dining in takeout type of route. So looking forward to that, at least. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's her turn to pick this year. We always alternate in terms of who gets to choose where we're getting takeout from. And uh, we try to get creative with the cards because that's like the extent of our gift giving on Valentine's Day is dinner for each other and then a card. So um, usually if, if you've been following me for some time, you know, we are quite a Disney family. So I try to do something Disney theme. But this year I, I did the cop out. I let my daughter do the Disney theme for her card and I went uh, a little more creative. So I don't think she watches the show. Um, if you, she does. Hi, honey. Thank you for supporting. Um, so I don't want to give away what I'm giving her, but I'm, I'm pretty excited to, to give her her card this week. Um, coming up on the weekend, looking that far ahead into the week, this is actually like the last weekend for probably two months where we don't have like firm plans where we have to go somewhere, leave the, the house, leave the area. It's one of those low key type of situation so I always do look forward to those our, our weekends do get packed we try to keep them pretty active just so we're not always cramped up in the house with the toddler um but since the weather has been nicer lately fingers crossed we can like go to the park or do something more low-key here so looking forward to that as well uh, and now that sports are kind of over I mean obviously I'll still tune into the Sixers the the Flyers from time to time I don't watch as passionately at this time of year just because there's so many games and I don't want that to eat up like all of my time so now that all of that is done we get some time to to dive back into like tv shows that, that we've been binging and never got back around to we still have a, a new season of you we have the new season of dead to me that we haven't started yet so a lot of netflix binging in the coming weeks and i'm going to start that this week so looking forward to that so um goals for the week ahead since uh last week was a short week for me i'm doing some catch-up today on monday i was out uh, thursday afternoon all day friday so doing some catch-up, wanting to make sure that I'm following up with uh, the candidates who had emailed me while I was out to set up appointments, set up interviews, things like that, make sure that we're staying out ahead of that. Um, and then I have some on-site interviews scheduled for this week. So just making sure I'm, I'm doing my diligence as the recruiter uh, in this regard and sending those texts to the candidate just to remind them, confirm everything, ask them if they have any questions before they go on site for the interview. So making sure I'm getting ahead of that. So a, a lot of cleanup is is the big thing in terms of goals this week to I'm, I'm pretty organized with like spreadsheets for my open position. So I, I do need to catch up on that as well and make sure that uh, all of my notes are being put in and then a win from the week before I 
again, wish it could have been like Eagles. Yay. But instead I did fill a position last week. So I, I will take that as my win. It, it was one of those ones where it was a, a really cool thing because we got to um, have an internal candidate take the, the position. And so it's always, you know, nice to have those moments where someone who's worked for the company gets that opportunity to take the next step. So really excited for them to, to do that in this role. So that's it from me. Enough about me complaining, crying about Philly sports. Katie, what is going on with you this week? Awesome. Well, thanks for the opportunity, Matt, to be here. Um, so what's motivating me this week? First off, as you mentioned, I'm in the D.C. area and the weather is looking pretty good. So I'm actually going to get outside a little bit later today with some girlfriends and play pickleball, nice. um, which I'm super excited about. I took that up actually during COVID and it's like the most fun game ever. Um, so I'm hoping to get to do that a little bit this afternoon. Um, also my husband and I, you spoke about Valentine's day. We are going to be going to a comedy show this weekend. Some of the like local breweries and restaurants by us put on, um, like comedy things, um, every once in a while. So they're doing one this weekend. So we always kind of enjoy getting out away from the kids doing that. So looking forward to that. And then speaking of kids, um, I do have two kids, uh, a middle schooler and an elementary schooler. Um, and they are both involved in sports. And they both have stuff this week, games, practices, and like, that's just always fun and motivates me to get to see them do what they love. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of fun to um, look forward to their competitions this week and live, you know, my competitive edge through them now. So right. that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, two goals for the week. Um, one kind of business goal. Um, I do have like a couple corporate meetings this week for Recruit Ed. So pretty excited about that and want to kind of continue the momentum there with creating some partnerships um, for the transitioning educators I work with. Mm -hmm. and my second goal is a personal goal. I want to get back to meal planning for my family because um, I kind of got away from that like in the last couple of weeks um, and life is just so much easier when my husband and I can like plan out dinners and with kids going all over and us going all over. So that's another goal for this week. Um, and then a win. Um, I also am big into exercising. Yeah. So um, I do beach body, which is kind of a fun side thing. I'm actually a beach body coach on the side, but I just finished a program um, over the weekend. So that's always fun to celebrate, like just a cool accomplishment and then start another program um, this week. But that's kind of my three, two, one. Um, okay. Yeah, that's awesome. My wife is also a, a beach body coach. So I, I do like to explore. She's a lot more adventurous with the different programs. I kind of yeah, like I am too. one that works for me. And I'm like, nope, this is me. Um, <laughs> but she's, she's all over the place with that. So it, it's really cool to, to see the, uh, the options that they have. It was great. Yeah, I love it. During the pandemic when you didn't really, couldn't really go anywhere to 100%. get that fix of, of your workouts and everything. So we just kind of kept with that. Yep forward so great so the the reason you and I connected and why you kind of said you would jump onto the show is we had connected because you, you transitioned out of education and into recruiting so you know that if you've watched the show you know that I've had a few people who have either transitioned out of education to something else or specifically into recruiting so the the first question is always was that kind of the goal for you did you always kind of think when you were making that decision to out of the classroom into something new this this was going to be the the path you took or did you just kind of fall into recruiting like most people seem to yeah so I actually yeah the latter fell into recruiting um so kind of my background um I was a high school teacher 
up here in Northern Virginia and then went into administration um, and was most recently a middle school principal um, and left, I left about six years ago um, and transitioned into the corporate world. And over those six years, people have been reaching out to me like friends of friends or just people I knew through the two districts I worked in um, up here outside DC, just for advice on trying to transition. And it is a difficult process and sometimes very daunting. And um, honestly, I would refer those people to recruiters that I knew. Um, and a lot of those recruiters were unable to help them because just of their background and they were looking for more, you know, like computer programmers or things that were very niche. Mm -hmm. So um, about a year ago, year and a half, I actually had the idea of starting my own business, um, which only folk, I only focus on transitioning teachers and helping them, or administrators and helping them kind of move into the corporate world. Um, and kind of my passion, why I started it, when I was a principal, one of my most favorite things, aside from interacting with the kids, was interviewing and finding great teachers for my school. Mm -hmm. So I kind of combined those two passions um, because hiring the right person is so important. Um, so I kind of combined my passion for education along and helping teachers and people who are looking to do the same thing I did, um, make their lives a little bit easier. And then also, you know, just the recruiting and like interviewing people and kind of getting, you know, helping companies hire that person right the first time was really important to me. So that's kind of how I fell into it. Um, and I've really enjoyed the work I've been doing. And I've found that people, corporate companies actually kind of appreciate the niche nature of who I'm working with. Mm -hmm. um, so I have a very targeted candidate pool that I'm working with. Now, since you're kind of focusing on the the educators themselves and getting them into a new role, you know, a lot of the the teachers that reach out to me, the, the biggest and first question they have is, you know, how do I make my resume stand out? How do I do this? And, and I'm not necessarily an expert when it comes to resumes. So I always just try to point them in the direction of the transferable skills and highlighting that. So for you, when you have those conversations with them, you know, what are some of the transferable skills that you've seen now, not just into recruitment, but what you can take from your time in education and move that into the, the corporate world? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. So, you know, interestingly, when I transitioned myself six years ago, I was amazed at how, and this is just me speaking, like you said, I'm not an expert in any, you know, way, shape or form, but I was really amazed at how the skills really do transfer. The but the, I think the hard part is communicating that on a piece of paper to a company that doesn't know you, um, just seeing you know you on paper. So I do think a lot of those collaboration skills, problem solving, the ability for educators to work in a very compact amount of time efficiently, I think is one of the number one skills that educators have. Um, being able to also like pivot very quickly. Like if plan A is not working, you know, if you from anyone who's been in the classroom, like you have to have a plan B, like think on your heels because you have 30 kids there sitting waiting for what's next. So I think there's so many skills like dealing with parents and community members. Um, I know I ran like our social media channels for the school. So like even little things that you wouldn't even think of, um, like, you know, putting out social media for a school is probably a pretty high pressure. I mean, in my opinion, probably more high pressure than a company um, because of the stakes involved and like you've got school board members and parents and kids, you know, I mean, 
it's not, you know, it's, it's a different beast. So I think there are really a ton of transferable skills, um, but that collaboration, the ability to work in a concise amount of time is something that I know um, people are always amazed at how quickly but efficiently teachers work. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one thing. But again, some of those I think are hard, like you said, to to craft your resume. Um, and that's where I found that like when I was transitioning myself, I did need to rework my resume to take out some of that teacher speak um, right. <laughs> and really focus on like how that translates into a customer success role or a sales role or whatever. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, uh, another thing that I'll try to, to focus on with people, and you might have a different opinion on this, because I know it's kind of one of those things where you're either totally for it or totally against it, is the cover letter. Um, so I really relied on my cover letter when I made my transition about seven years ago. Um, so really before I was seeing how important social media could be when you're transferring to a new role, I didn't really use LinkedIn as an educator. And I know a yeah, lot same. of educators are now, which I think is great. So do you think that the the cover letter has kind of found its time because of how active people can be on social media and use that? Or would you recommend using both? You know, what, what do you typically suggest to anyone that's that's getting their start in terms of best practices here? Yeah, I would agree with you, Matt. Like, I think the cover letter is awesome. And actually, I was just speaking to someone in corporate America um, who is she's not a hiring manager per se, but she oversees them. So she's more of a director role, but she said the cover letter is where you can really highlight for educators, those transferable skills, because yep. it's very hard on a resume. Like I said, like, you know, it's very hard for your personality to really shine through. And so I think I actually just read a couple cover letters that I thought were so creative um, for educators that I'm working with. And I think that, um, really is where like, again, you can show your personality, you can tell a little bit about your background. And, but I do think it's important to be very mindful of how you come across, like mm -hmm. you want to come across positive, you want to highlight your future and how you're and you want to do your research. So another thing um, is always research the company you're tailoring your cover letter to like align your thoughts with their mission, like mm -hmm. find that, you know, bridge and how you're going to bring something to that future potential employer. Um, so I love the cover letter. Um, I think it doesn't hurt. So why wouldn't you put forth the work to just, you know, like include that? Um, and like I said, a lot of hiring managers I've talked to actually do read them and do put a, some of the people I've recently talked to said they prefer that actually over a resume, just mm -hmm. because it does show a little bit more personality and who you are and your why, as opposed to just your, you know, academic and professional background. Sure. And, and I know there's the templates in the boilerplate. And if you're just sending the, the dear sir, dear madam type of yeah. cover letter that you can clearly see was just kind of, I removed customer success manager and put in sales manager, right. and everything else the same. It's not really going to do you much, but um, you know, I've never heard of anyone having a negative reaction to a cover letter, it's always positive. So like you said, it, it's certainly yes. going to hurt your chances of, of getting that. Exactly. Flip. So you started the company, Recruit Ed, uh, mm -hmm. and, and your, your mission is focusing on the educators. So what can anyone that comes to you expect in terms of the services you're providing? You know, what are some ways that you try to tailor 
what you do specifically to the educators and, and give them a, a rewarding transition experience here out of the classroom and into something new? And is it limited to a certain scope or are you all encompassing in terms of, of where you try to get new uh, new teachers into a, a new position? Yeah, they, I appreciate you asking that. Um, so first thing that was really important to me um, is that everything I provide to the educator is free. Um, one thing that was a little bit of a struggle for me when I transitioned is there was a high price tag on all the resources, at least at that time. Um, yeah. like you said, kind of, I think we like transitioned around the same time. There wasn't really that like social media kind of buzz. Like that wasn't so much of an option. Right. Um, but so, you know, I think, um, that was just really important to me, like being able to provide a resource, um, that would help educators, but not force them into paying for it. Because let's be honest, like my opinion is not the only one out there and I'm not the only recruiter out there. So what makes me think, you know, that, you know, again, but that was just one non-negotiable for me, um, mm -hmm. is always trying to provide free resources to the educator. So that's one thing. Um, I do work with teachers and administrators and school personnel, like across the nation, which has been kind of cool. Um, so really a lot of it, I was surprised at how quickly I grew a candidate base, but then again, I'm actually not surprised, um, just with the climate of kind of what's going on with education right now. And, um, I do say though, one thing I always want to stress is that having come from education and realizing the importance of that and the critical role that teachers and educators play in the lives of kids, I never encourage an educator to leave. Mm -hmm. So my whole stance is that I don't want to encourage that. But if you find yourself in the position where you do want to explore something else, I don't want you to feel stuck because I know I felt so stuck for like 10 years um, and I was successful. So I was like, oh, it'll, it'll get better. It'll get better. And it kind of just never did get better for me. Um, so that's one thing that I feel like also bringing to my candidates is kind of the perspective, kind of like you, like we've been through it. So we understand where you're, where you are and the feelings and the, the struggle sometimes to break into the corporate world. So I think that's kind of a unique perspective that I like to share. Um, and then the other side of kind of what I'm doing is partnering with these companies. Um, so I do work with companies, not solely tied to education. Um, like a lot of people think, oh, I can only go into ed tech. Uh, yeah. I think that's like a common misconception. And while that is amazing and absolutely, um, there are also so many opportunities that maybe aren't as publicized, like because the ed tech positions, if you look, another thing I would tell everybody to do is look at how many people have applied for a position. Yeah. Not that you couldn't stand out, but one the other day that someone shared on LinkedIn, I clicked on it and 1,900 people had already applied for it. Yeah. So like, while that's awesome to share that, like, you know, your chances are not that amazing. So what I'm trying to do is partner with companies where you'd stand a little bit better of a chance because they're not huge companies that have PR and marketing. Um, I'm really trying to laser focus on companies that do appreciate the skills that educators bring and are really willing to take a chance on them um, a little bit at times and, you know, realize that they're perhaps the type of person they want for the role and that they can teach them the ways of how their corporation kind of runs. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 
So then uh, last question for you, and you, you've kind of given some insight to this already, but I, I still like to ask it for anyone who's made the transition, just because I think it's very beneficial. You know, you, you want to make a transition out of the classroom and it's an overwhelming process. So you have to, you know, not just rely on advice and, and your network and everything else, but th there's so many moving parts to that. So for you, when you made your transition, was there something specifically that would stand out to you in terms of this was really beneficial to me when I made my transition, whether it was a your network, a piece of advice, or you know, what was it that, that kind of eased your mind during that that you would pass on to, to others? Yeah. Um, so I, I two things kind of come to mind. One is the networking. I think once I kind of committed to the fact that I was looking to leave education, because that was hard. But once I did commit to that, I felt like more doors opened and I did really talk to, to friends like, mm -hmm. and friends of friends. And I never turned down a conversation with someone who was willing to kind of hear me out. Um, and that did open doors as far as like one of a, a friend of mine said, you should check this job board. Um, and I did. And that's where I ended up finding the first job that I transitioned out of education. So like, again, it might not be like she didn't get me an interview, but she told me, hey, check this job board. And I did. And that's where I found the information. So I think just putting it kind of out into the universe, what you're trying to do, but in a professional way, um, you know, you don't necessarily want to bash the career you're leaving, never burn a bridge, be very smart about it. But networking is number one. And number two, someone did give me a piece of advice. Um, it actually might've been the same friend. And she said, just remember when you're transitioning into the corporate world, your first position doesn't necessarily have to be your forever position. Yeah. Um, and I think that was really like important because as educators, we have that perspective that like, we stay in education for the long haul. Like mm -hmm. that is your career. Right. And that's not necessarily the same in the corporate world. So asking when you're, when you perhaps get an interview, like, is there potential to grow or move laterally? Um, because you're when you're in the corporate world, there is more flexibility there. So that was one thing that just kind of opened my eyes a little bit to roles that maybe otherwise I wouldn't have considered or companies I wouldn't have considered. Mm -hmm. um, so just keep your mind open that like it doesn't have to be your forever position. Like one door can open another door and or another role. So like I think those two pieces of advice were just helpful personally for me. Um, and stuff to remember as teachers are looking to perhaps do the same. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think that's fantastic advice. You know, a, a lot of people are so used to, this is my role. I'll, I'll get to the next pay scale. And, and, but that's kind of it, unless you want to get into administration, which is again, not for everyone who gets into education. So I, I think that's yep. a great way to look at it. Oh, and another thing, last thing is that salary is always negotiable. That yep. was one thing that as an educator, you just said pay scale. And that made me think of it. Yep. Like the first job offer I got coming from a principal was literally half my salary. And they came up like a good $30,000 from their initial offer. So I would have never, if I had known the starting salary, I probably would have never even interviewed for that job. Mm -hmm. But that's one thing in the corporate world. If they value the, you know, what you're bringing, you do have more negotiation. Now, I'm not saying that's always, right. but just like, you know, there are chances to move up. There's chances for bonuses, things that we don't know in education even exist. Right. So just to keep that in mind. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So Katie, thank you so much for, for joining you. me on this, giving some insight. The company is Recruit Ed. So make sure you're following Katie, following her page and, and connecting with her. Um, thank you all for watching. Have a great week ahead and we'll talk to you next Monday.